TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. And Reels will leave with the Braves knocking out the Twins' ace in the sixth. Seem to be a combination of factors, a lack of velocity, a lack of command, and a really good Braves hitting team. Getting a couple of home runs against him, taking advantage of two of the walks. I can that highlight courtesy of Fox Honestly, Sports North. I can work with them. This is the Score North first place Twins show. Live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 ranks. Magic number is 47. Rami Makhlouf, Derek Wetmore, Manny Hill back, and Judd Zulgad, who you may have heard off mic saying he could work Look with Miguel Sano at third He's, base. I, he crawled for our number he two. He crawls around like playing third that base. That was a tough play. A, every play Judd we picks, say that Judd about picks him. the plays that matter and the plays that don't, and when Sano doesn't make the play, it matters. Well, and, he made a, and he made a bad throw. Go, ah, that was night. a great play, but it was the Royals. Well, you got to move him. You got to move. He's, he is not a third baseman, and you can't you can't treat third base like you're playing in a sandbox. This which is third, how he treats it. This top of the third inning, honestly, guys. Yeah, when we last saw you, it was three nothing bases loaded, and there's five nothing bases loaded. And still, no one has been. No one still has gotten out. I honestly, for a split second, contemplated starting this second hour of the Score North First Place Twin Show with the Benny Hill theme. <laughs> who's, up, who's up in the bullpen right now? Honest who's to throw, God. Who's throwing in I don't the think they've shown anybody in the bullpen. I think Perez might have to wear this one. Wes Johnson just walked out and said, this is yours, bud. I mean, if you're Rocco, you almost have to almost force the issue with Perez and say, you got to give us seven, right? If it gets to a certain point where I mean, a comeback, nothing, a comeback looks yeah, un- unlikely. But, yeah. but, I mean... They, no man, five they, runs. That's striking distance. Maybe for this Martin club. Perez is a human white flag. But that's that the qu- but that, that's the question about to what Derek just said last night's game. Yeah, mm-hmm. that game was in striking distance, and Rocco left Brios in when it was clear that Brios didn't have his stuff. And so the question is, do you go to the bullpen to try and cut the Braves off? Let's say here at six runs or something, because you can come back and win win this game. But if you make Perez wear this game, and now we're talking about eleven to nothing, like we were last night, that that becomes the question: Is do you want to give your offense a chance by just at least trying to run a reliever out there stop who can the stop bleeding. the bleeding? Right. Yes, I treat this game like it's a winnable ball game, even though it's five nothing, bases loaded, nobody out in the third for the even, Braves. Even with the the Indians, yep. On the horizon. That's, that's why I asked that question. That's, do you want to worry about setting yourself up better for the Indian series and just well, calling this one a loss? No, no, I don't. And I, I'm with Derek, and, and here's why. I can find a reliever. Perez is just terrible, right? He's just mm-hmm. terrible today. So I can find a reliever, you guys, to come into this game who I can send down immediately. But can he hold the game, and can he throw a ton of pitches? I'm not concerned about his arm at all. Cole Stewart on line one, gentlemen. Yep. And then you know what? Option him there down, go. and he just walked in a sixth run. So you've got you've got to do something here because De- Derek, I think up until eight or so, it's the third. This it's, team can score a ton of runs. They did it last night. It's within striking distance. I think Wetmore's right here. I'm with him. Who knows? Like <laughs> the Twins find themselves in such a difficult spot because the percent chance to win this game is very, very, very low. Still, it's not zero. On the other hand, you got Cleveland coming into town for four, and those games matter quite a bit. I think I saved my bullets for the Cleveland series at this point. Maybe at three to nothing, I'm thinking about doing what you guys are talking about doing, but now it's six to nothing. But I don't care about Cole Stewart. That's my thing. 
Like if Cole Stewart can come in and, and get some outs and throw a ton of pitches, I, I don't care. It, yeah, if, he'll get sent right back an, down. Right. So that I mean So I don't care. So you'd throw Cole Stewart in there in the hopes that he can stop the bleeding yeah. and, the, and give the yeah. offense a chance? I mean, this guy can't. Perez can't. I'd be okay with that, but I wouldn't go any deeper into my bullpen anytime oh, yeah. soon. Oh, I'm, no, I'm not saying going into your your valued guys. I'm saying going into your um, Hey, look at your guy Miguel Sano started triple play. Oh, there you go. Shocking. The ball was hit right to him. Nice look play. at that. Just like that. So sometimes the triple plays and defensive outstanding contributions matter, and sometimes they don't. <laughs> Like when they let you wiggle off the the hook uh, like a drowning worm in the lake. He almost steps on third, throws to second base. Yeah, your guy. Yeah. Who was that? Oh, that's Jonathan. Okay. Scope. never mind. That's the second triple play in what two weeks that this team has it's gotten. Amazing. Both started by Miguel Sano, Weird. and both like classic the balls around are right the horn. Five, what four, are you three. talking about? Actually, the balls no. Are right Luis Arise started the first one. He was playing third base. Oh, night. sorry, that's, that's right. That's right. That was good recall. Thank You're you. right. Appreciate it. Sano was the first baseman on that play. I think so. And then the third baseman on this play. He was yeah. it. Yep. That's a, that's what it was. Miguel Sano started the triple play, the most in, recent triple play in Twins history, like 2000. Yes, the Angels in 2017. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But anyway. Wow. Yeah, so triple play. How about that for wiggling off a hook, boys? We were all doom and gloom for a I second. Come in, I come in studio and it's all fine. <laughs> Martin Perez has the magic answer. Sunshine's all good. He's over the here. fireman. That's true. Yep, he brings the positivity. The, everywhere he goes, he brings the positivity. You asked me if your guy Luis Arise. is going to be in consideration for American League Rookie of the Year. Arise. Yes, he will be, but I don't know if he's going to win it. There's some stiff competition. Some stiffer competition than I even realized. Okay. So it's kind of crazy. Coming into the year, I think a lot of people would have said Vlad Guerrero Jr. in Toronto. He's not having that great a year. He's he's okay. Other guys in Toronto to make us all feel old, Bo Bichette and Kevin Biggio. Yeah. Bichette just got yeah. called up, right? Those names sound eerily familiar. Yeah. You've heard of their next of kin. Yeah. Um, the guy who is leading, according to Fangraph's wins above replacement for AL rookies, Brandon Lau in Tampa, is leading all American League rookies with two and a half wins above replacement, 2.5 war. After that, the list goes Daniel Vogelback, Mike Talkman, who we saw in the Yankee series, Jordan Alvarez, who's absolutely tearing the cover off the ball for the Houston Astros, Oscar Mercado in Cleveland, Danny Jansen in Toronto, followed by your guy, Rami, Luis. Arise! Arise. And I like that Arise is uh, fourth in the majors in on-base percentage, but I don't know if he's going to have enough of a season. Some of these guys have three, 400 plate appearances. I don't know if he's going to have enough of a season to get legit AL Rookie of the Year consideration, but same time. If he keeps doing his best Rod Carew impression on a club that's headed for the postseason, then yeah, he's going to get some votes in that race. So just wanted to get the complete list out there. Got to wonder why. I mean, why wasn't he on this roster to start the season? Oh, he's like twenty one. But I mean, obviously he was ready. Or did it did it change his over name, the course of his six name? Weeks? Didn't come up though. I know that's what I'm like, saying. It like just he wasn't, wasn't even mentioned. he wasn't even on the radar. He was not a guy that that was. Was on like a prospect list of saying he's close, well, at least publicly. No, he you're wasn't. right. The, the The thing that struck me in Fort Myers this year was they had the judge. You know how they'll put up the little um, island of lockers because yeah. spring training starts with like 65 right guys, 
And you know darn well two weeks in, as soon as they're making that first cut, some people are going to have to get the heck out of there, mm-hmm. get a little breathing room so Nelson Cruz can have two lockers, right? So they put the guys who are pretty likely to be sent out right away in those middle lockers so sure. they can just do away with them. Well, coming into big league camp this year, the three lockers that sat there on the one side of the Fort Myers, the Hammond Stadium home locker room, the home clubhouse, Alex Kirilov and Royce Lewis sandwiching Luis Arise. Interesting. Okay. And it was really, it struck me because I was like, I didn't really think of him in those terms necessarily, but here's a guy invited to big league camp, impressed at a number of different defensive positions, and clearly his bat-to-ball skills and idea of the strike zone, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's a late development or what, Rami, but like... They seem to have found a nice little second baseman here, which helps a lot when Jonathan Scope's not playing great. And when John, I mean, they only gave Jonathan Scope a one-year deal. Did you? That's right. Did you find your second baseman for next year with Luis? Well, that, that's the question now. Uh, depth now, middle infield as far as shortstops and second baseman go. That's where I really thought if they were going to make a um, substantial trade deadline deal of a players, of players that we knew. And they did not that you would go after a shortstop or a second baseman. Didn't you guys think that? Because you do have now a surplus there. You know, Gordon. Gordon at Rochester now is having a nice year. And you thought to yourself, okay, that's a guy that you could certainly take to market and try and get as part of a package. Sure. Something back. Uh, so you are definitely at this point uh, scheduled to go into uh, Fort Myers next winter with a surplus of uh, second baseman and shortstops. So. You are. I don't know. I'm. This is too early for me to ask to uh, to answer Rami's question as your guy next year, but for this year, I think you've shown. At least Rocco has shown over the past couple of weeks. He trusts him. This isn't a hey, nice player. You can get in there every once in a while if we desperately need a, a breather. No, this he looks well, like Scope, a starting. Scope's player. lost his job basically. Scope's He's the, playing today, but Scope's he is, your backup second baseman. Which you know what? I'm absolutely fine with. Scope can come in, give you some power, but if, if he's your uh, backup uh, second baseman at this point, that is fine with me. I have no problem there. Sure. Yeah, I'm totally fine with this that. Braves club. But by the way, boys, they're a fun team. Man, they're, they're really good. Man, are they good? Yeah, they got some they got athletes. Great young talent. Sat yeah. down. I was sitting in some seats with uh, a couple guys last night that uh, were surrounded. Let's just say in a sea of Atlanta Braves fans. Now, question. It was. Uh, it was Something they when were they did there their fireworks on Monday night as well. Derek, is Travel that well? is that TBS? Is, is that old school TBS Braves fans? Well, these guys were. It's too many. It's not. Tra- it's not just travel. Right. It's, it's almost old WGN Cubs. Well, these guys were from California, so oh, they it's were not okay. just. Yeah, but, but but like you're the left, or I'm sorry, the third base side on Monday. There was a substantial amount of Braves fans. It was yeah. large. I was at the game last night yeah. sitting on the third base line. And oh, so yeah, you saw Oh, them. yeah. Lots of Braves fans. <laughs> Is that TBS days? They were that's, quiet. That seems was, like Braves fans from here, crowd, too. Though. You know it what? It was a younger crowd. Interesting. Manny, yeah. I think it was, because I agree with your observation, I, I think it was like around our age kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And, and I look at this and but, I think it could be the 90s. You know, Glavin, Smoltz, yeah. and Maddox. Yeah, I mean, okay. I, I will say this. I grew up part of me falling in love with baseball as a kid was when I would watch I'd watch Cubs games Rami mm-hmm. on WGM with Harry Carey and back in the mid 90s and it was also TBS with, with Skip, the Braves. Skip yeah. Carey and Pete Van Weeren and Joe Simpson and all those guys. Yeah. I think that could be it. Yeah. It was just fascinating to me to see not only are they traveling from Georgia 
But these guys are from California, and they're just Braves fans? Interesting. That was weird. Can somebody explain... Risky to travel all the way from Georgia to a stadium with no roof on it. Jeez. Can somebody... I'm going to completely ignore that. Thank you. Can somebody please explain to me... I've got one Braves question that that actually uh, traces back to all of baseball, and I don't get it for the life of me. After uh, two days of watching Ronald Acuna Jr., in center field for the Braves. Mm-hmm. How on earth did the Braves get him for a hundred million dollars? Which I know is a lot of money. All right, I'm not saying that over eight years. I know. I was surprised when, when that when that contract was announced. That surprised me. I would do the same thing if I'm Ronald Acuna because oh, you that? just because yeah because the system is so rigged against me as a young talent that the. Might as well get a big payday now because. But over eight years, the way it's looking right now, at the end of arbitration, I got to get more than teams that. Teams might man. not be so high on me by then. If I'm his agent, don't you got to get more than that? You wait or, another year or, or, two, or a different a, deal than that. Two hundred plus. That's yeah. This kid's special. He left a lot of money on the table with how good of a ball player he is already and how good he's going to be. Because how much money? Let's say he didn't sign this deal. Okay. How much? And he'd be eligible for free agency. What by? Time he's what twenty six? Yeah, I think so. He came up last year, twenty years old. He's a kid. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing about it. So too. he'd be twenty six, eligible for free agency. I mean, by then, five years from now, how much money would he get? Well, yeah, and we don't know what the next CBA is going to look like. That's sure. something I'd yeah, be worried true. about. If I was a young player, I might take some money right now. Oh no, not knowing if there's going to be some sort oh, of holdout or something. I'd go. So if, if I had as much talent as this kid, I, I would actually use that to my advantage. I'd go year to year on my contract and I would be confident we're going to strike. And I would also be confident that once we, we get back from what could be a long strike, that I'm going to be able to walk really quickly. They've got, they have got to the players. They have no, they, there's no question here. They've got to come back with some type of parameters that shorten this up from six years to like three years, four years, max three, four, because, yeah. because you're what, what used to be the pool holes contract now is not getting paid. Like no one's going to, and you shouldn't. You should not give an old player 10 years. I totally agree there. But now, if you're a young player, you're getting screwed on that end. And if you're an old player, you're not getting what you used to. I need to be a free agent quickly now. I think there is too much pushback against that. And we asked Jason Stark about this months ago, about making giving these guys the opportunity to be free agents sooner. And he said it wouldn't. He said the 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 strongest pushback to that would come from small market teams, from teams like Minnesota. But you got to just strike for a long Milwaukee, time. Milwaukee, because yeah. they look at it and say, well, we already have a hard enough time yeah. keeping our guys with the system as is. Now now we're going to be developing well, prospects who are going to bolt for New York, L.A., Chicago, and Boston after three years. And baseball people hate to hear this, but I, I will stand by it. They've, the players have to go out. Like, you've got to go out. And I, if you, if you lose a that. year, I don't either, as, as a fan... But Derek, it makes no sense, right? If I'm a player, I want the system to be different. It's got to be different. If I'm Rob Manfred, I'm going to hold a hard line on but that's that my, one. But that's my point. Yeah. But if you're a player back in the day when when Byron Buxton would become a free agent, take your pick, what, thir- 31 or something, yeah. or 30, yeah. whatever, and then you'd get this ridiculous 10-year deal, right? It'd be, oh, man, Buxton hit pay. That's gone now. And now on the front end, you're getting a raw deal. No, I think we're in for a lengthy lengthy work stoppage, which I hate, but it it makes sense. Point is, Ronald Acuna is an absolute steal for them. Oh, he's great. So is Ozzie Albies. Yeah. Uh, now that Jose Ramirez is back to playing a little bit more like the Jose Ramirez you know and love, that's looking like a great deal for Cleveland, too. These, these below-market contracts 
which, by the way, the twins signed a couple of twins them. Have two of them right. on their books. Yeah. Max Kepler is a hell of a steal, mm-hmm. as is Jorge Polanco. Which is like, why said no. Those are two guys that are MVP of a team candidates. Potential upside, I guess, to be in MVP conversations in the American League. That that'd be a bit of a stretch for me. But like two great players. Multi-time All-Stars, it's looking like, based on how they're playing so far in 2019, you got them for five years at an average of, what, five, six million. So the Twins engaged in those same kind of things that the Braves did. Just so happens that the Braves guy's an absolute superstar, and he's 21. (laughs) And they they went to whom, uh, Derek? They went to to Kepler. He said yes. Polanco said yes. They went to uh, Buxton. He said no. Did they go to Buxton? Yes. They, I think they went to Buxton with like six years. That is, uh, and he said no. That's a staggering. They went to Barrios and he said no. Barrios said no. And Rosario, Rosario said, said no. no. Right, but the to, I, I didn't know they them. approached Buxton. They, they approached because... Buxton and they said no. God, that's just strange. I think Doogie reported that. I think he reported it. Do- I didn't know Doogie that. I missed during this. the winter Sorry, and Dukes. and basically it was so low though that his his well, reps yeah, remember said, what, can't do it. Remember what he was coming off of. And right. I'm sure that yeah. factored into sure. the offer that they made to him. And I wouldn't even answer the phone if I was Byron Buxton this winter and the Twins tried to call me. Right. So that's that's interesting. That's interesting. 612. <laughs> <laughs> Decline. Yeah, that's right. Oh, Minnesota number. Decline. Swipe left. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Acuna, to be able to get that kind of a contract for that superstar caliber of player, the Braves are set up really, really well to be a good team for a long time. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Martin Perez just struck him on looking about a minute ago. Yeah, that's so right. I don't know <laughs> Odo handled them without a problem before they got in the bullpen on Monday. Get your money back. But, Manny, you got to remember, that's Martin Perez. <laughs> that's right. Can't hold him to such high some standards. some dude who struck him out. It was Martin Perez. Johan Master of the triple play, right? This yeah. He's gotten both of them. That's and he true. needed both of them. Yeah, that's you know what? That's, yeah. What's more telling, that the fact that he got two uh, five four three triple plays and, oh, that's cool, or the fact that he was in desperate need of both five four three triple plays? Little Houdini. Hey. Big players step up in big moments. All right, he gave you what you needed up when you rounds. needed it. He gave you what you needed when you needed it. Oh, you're burying the lead. This is a hell of an AB. If you got Freddie Freeman with a runner on first and two outs facing Martin Perez, and it looks like it's gonna be Martin Perez. And we'll tell you what transpires in that at bat when the score North first place Twins show live from Bomba Soda, the land of ten thousand rakes, where the magic number is. Oh, let your North flag fly. Score North. Minnesota sports anytime, anywhere. Scorenorth.com. Left field got a little carry to it. Duvall back at the wall. It's gone. Rosario to the opposite field. His 24th. That highlight courtesy of Fox Sports North. This is the Score North first place twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 ranks where the magic number is 47. Rami Makloff here, Derek Wetmore, Judd Zolgad alongside Manny Hill on the other side of the glass. And uh, guys, it was one week ago that the trade deadline came and went. And I saw on Twitter uh, a short clip of, I believe it was Thad Levine talking with MLB Network Radio and saying that, yes, the old the old way of doing things with the waiver trade deadline at the end of August, that's a thing of the past. But he said there will be, and I'm paraphrasing here, more opportunities to add to this roster just via traditional waivers and teams wanting to offload salary or see if they can offload salary of some veteran players who they really have no use for anymore or just make room for younger players to come up and and get the playing time at the major league level. He said there will be veterans who clear waivers, who are released, 
that will give the Twins a chance to improve. And uh, Judd, you saw one of those come across the wire today. Manny, do you have something real quick? Oh, no, I was just going to say I just found the clip of oh, talking about that. Play it. He'll say it better than I will. Sure. All right. Mm-hmm. I do think there's going to be a, an interesting subset when we watch as the, the month unfolds here where there are going to be some major league players who are putting out right waivers. Uh, it's mm-hmm. going to be because, not necessarily because they're not performing, but it may be because they carry a large salary and teams are just interested to see if a team will just claim them. Or secondarily, uh, teams will want to yield some of those innings pitched or plate appearances to some of their younger players in their system, and they may just want to move on from a guy who either has an expiring contract or a little bit of a weighty salary that they want to they want to separate themselves from. And so I my expectation is we're going to be surprised as to who may be on outright waivers at some point, who you may be able to acquire by simply pressing a button and paying $50,000. But I'm guessing mm-hmm. there'll be a few players that change hands in between now and the end of August uh, that will leave some fans kind of scratching their head that they were available just on an outright waiver claim. So that's probably possible. Now, it, it used to be because the waiver period um, would run the month of August and you could still make trades, which you can't now that everybody and their brother would, would be sent through that process, including the guy that we always talked about every year of, oh my gosh, he's on waivers, what's going to happen to Joe Maurer? Joe Maurer was never going to leave, but basically teams would take their entire roster and put them through that process. I think the Dodgers did that to Manny Ramirez it, one year or something uh, like that? The, or maybe the Red Sox did it to him? The most famous one that I can recall goes back years to the Toronto Blue Jays who put Alex Rios, a yes. well-paid but good outfielder, yeah. through the waiver process. Now, ordinarily, what teams at that time would do is they would claim them, then the team to put them on waivers would pull them back, back. and there might be a trade, but in this case, Rios was was sent through the wire. The White Sox claimed him, and the Blue Jays said, hey, he's all yours, thanks a lot. (laughs) Thanks for playing, And you've got to take on the entire salary. Now, with with the way things are now, and because the, the waiver trades are gone, my guess is that entire teams won't be put through that process like they, they were at one time. But the guy that Rami's talking about, who was put uh, actually DFA'd today, so he, he was he was jettisoned by his team. The Arizona Diamondbacks uh, took a one-time very good closer, Greg Holland, and DFA'd him. He's out there now. He's going to go through the process of he can be claimed, and this is done in order of from worst team to best team. And then if he goes through that process and is not claimed, he can then be signed. The Diamondbacks are on the hook for his entire salary, and at that point, the team that picks him up would only have to pay the pro-rated portion of his salary. So my question, and I'll start with you, Derek, is Greg Holland, who, by the way, for the first uh, three months was pretty damn good, and then since July 1st was awful. If he came to you and you were the Twins, would you either claim him or would you try and wait through the process and sign him as a free agent at a pretty cheap salary? Yeah, I'm in. Um, if So there are a couple of intricacies here that there's so there's revocable waivers there's you could if he got dfa'd he could just be released um he could be put on those waivers and if he clears through them he can be put on a minor league assignment and i believe i don't know this off the top of my head but greg holland seems to me veteran enough that he could reject that assignment and then say no i'm a free agent correct so if he's a free agent absolutely but if he's going through the waiver process and he makes it all the way to the Twins? I guess I'd want to know, first of all, why? Why did he make it all the way to the Twins? Why didn't the why didn't the Red Sox put in a claim or the Nationals or the Cubs or the 
Rays. Somebody's going to be able to use a guy like this if he still has anything left. First three months of the season would say that he does. If he makes it to the Twins, if you're going to be one of the last teams in the waiver process there, absolutely I'm taking a taking a flyer on a guy like Greg Holland for what? A roster spot in a couple of weeks? I can I don't see what it could hurt. I mean, you take in somebody's Co- job. It's basically Cody Allen. Yep. Cody Allen again, right? with the fastball left. Guy with guy with a good a track record of success yep. in the major leagues who has just lost whatever it was that that made that gave him that track record of success who you're going to give a minor league deal you're going to get for, you know, a song and a dance and See if you can unlock that thing again. Greg him. Holland is 33. He's got a four and a half ERA in 35 innings this year. So if, if big he, strikeout rate, but also high walk. If rate. he got through to you, though, would you would you claim him? Yes, because that payday would be a guy that you definitely yeah. want to keep up here. Or would you try and sign him after he cleared the process? I wouldn't take the risk because then that's a that's a potentially lesser, not as um, financial. I don't care about deal. the money. Like it's I don't it's, think they it's should. Jim Polad's money. So just ask him to cut a check. And it's about a million dollars. Right, like it's not that much. Heck, we'll pay that. But he would no, be up. No, here. But no, but no. he would not. I'm out on that. He would not be sent down. That he'd be up here. Absolutely. This is this is a major league roster spot. You'd be saying, Cole Stewart. It's been nice to know you, and we really do like your future as <laughs> we a appreciate in this those 97 pitches we just had you throw. <laughs> we are going to take a flyer fall off. on Greg Holland and see if he's got anything left under Derek Falvey, this pitching tree, Wes Johnson, and on and on and on. I think that. Without knowing exactly what went south in Arizona for Holland, he lost control to a certain point. Well, yeah, his walks are a huge, huge concern. Um, a lot of times that can be a mechanical thing, yep. but also some guys just, if, if it was as simple as saying, like, oh, clean up your mechanics and you're going to throw strikes, there'd be a lot of guys who continue to play Major League Baseball far beyond when they actually did. So I don't know without knowing those intricate details of what happened and why it went south. I'm just playing off what Thad Levine told MLB Network Radio in that clip that Manny just played Mm -hmm. about some teams looking to give innings to younger guys. And if you've got a veteran soaking up innings on a team that's not going to October, it's almost just like a fringe benefit that you're going to save a million bucks. The the bigger thing is, well, we don't want to watch this guy walk the park in a walk year at 33 when we could just give that to a kid and see what he's got. So if it's that situation, makes yeah. all kinds of sense for a team like the Twins. The possibility I'm really intrigued by in terms of improving and adding to this bullpen, and it, it came up last night with the Glenn, the live taping of the Glenn Perkins show, and I'm not spoiling anything because we didn't talk about it very much. We just touched on it for a second, and that'll air tomorrow at noon, is bringing up Gratterall or some of these other arms that you have down in, in your minor league system right now that look pretty good and bring them up as sort of the the cavalry, the reinforcements to the bullpen. I I really like that. I, we've seen it work in the past. You brought up when the question was asked last night, Derek, Derek David Price. That's how he was brought up to the major leagues. Yeah. Josh Hader for the Brewers. He was the best starter in their system when they brought him up as sort of a secret weapon out of their bullpen, and that was a game changer for them. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind tinkering with that, whether it's Gratterall or one of these other big arms that you have down in your minor league system. Bringing them up for high leverage bullpen situations. I think that the Twins are in a position right now where they have to explore every potential thing, bullpen wise, starting wise. But I, I think that they are. They, if this coaching staff and and front office, which I think they are, they're convinced, and they might be right that for, for periods of time they can fix people. You know, with Holland, something's broke right now. I don't know exactly why or what, 
But and I'm not even talking about fixing him for a year. But if you think that you can get him and write him for three months, two months, then you do it. Gratterall comes up, that's great. But if you're not going to make that huge impact deal, I, I think if you're a team like the Twins and lots of teams now, you have to be willing to and confident enough in your abilities to fix people or develop them that you explore every single potential option that you can. Yeah, Gratterall is fascinating to me because they'd shut him down earlier this year with a shoulder thing. But I saw on Doogie's podcast, The Scoop, I saw that uh, Twins assistant general manager Rob Antney was talking about this possibility. Like, I know that this is a conversation going on in the Twins front office I don't know where they're going to land on it. I don't know where they're going to settle. But as Glenn said, Rami, yesterday at, at Glenn Perkins on Baseball, the live show at Modest Brewing Company, he, he said, well, you don't know what you're going to get from him necessarily, but that's a that's a righty with a 100-mile-an-hour fastball plus. And I think Glenn also kind of talked about his experience. They shared a they shared a dugout at one point, so I'll, I'll let Glenn tell that story tomorrow. But there was... Some intrigue at in, as to the possibility of like if Bruce Dar Gratterall joined this team in late August, early September. I mean, preferably late August. Yep. That's a that's a really interesting weapon, despite being a huge, huge unknown. Can he get key at outs? The big leagues. Like no I, I don't need him to pitch a lot, right? But he, he can awesome. come in and get key outs. He was throw, awesome in the Southern and League. Gas and throw gas by people. Okay. Before he got shut down at the Double type A Pensacola, things, he was awesome. But every one of the things that we're talking about right now are things that they have to consider strongly. Guarantee they're talking you about. You have this. to. Well, and, yeah. and they yeah. should be. Right. You right. know what comes to mind? It was in 2002 when the Angels brought up Francisco Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. He brought up K Rod's name, Glenn did. Yeah. When we were talking and about this. And he was lights out. For them, didn't the they, Cardinals do do that? Wainwright, uh, not that long ago. Well, the, Car- one of Car- runs? the Cardinals did that with Wainwright. Okay. Now Wainwright, of course, became ended up becoming a starter the next year. But that year in 06, when they won the World Series, about. yes, Wainwright was basically their closer did down they, the stretch. They do that with like Michael Walker. That's or something who I was point. thinking yeah, of. Walker, Walker. Okay, yep, it's yep, like yep. It's it's not unheard of. You mentioned David there Price, a, from yeah, a but they don't throw a lot. Uh, you're you're not saying come out come up here and throw. You know. Throw an extensive amount of pitches. I'm not asking him to be a starting pitcher. No, you're basically place. saying come in and and throw strikes by you know three guys, yep. two guys at hey, times. And I'll tell you, here are the four or five guys that you might match up with tonight. Yep. Get ready for them. Blow fastball slider by them all night. That's all we want to see here. Keep it in the strike zone. Blow down. Maybe it's a six, seven, eight, nine hitters and get us to a fresh inning with Taylor Rogers on the mound in a big spot in a postseason game or in a late September game that means something. I really like that idea. Now, coming out of the bullpen, it's a whole different animal than than being a starter in terms of how you prep and, and the mindset and everything else. So does Gratterall have that or any of these young, young arms have that? We don't know, but like Judd said, I think you're at a place where you almost have to find out. You have to explore all avenues right now when it comes to improving your chances to win a World Series. I like it. I, th- I think it's really exciting. I think that with Michael Pineda going down for a little bit on the injured list, maybe a little bit of a rest, break, recovery period, you yeah, got to figure just, out. I think that's just rest. I you, think this is just maintenance with Michael. Pineda. You got to yeah. figure yeah, that, out something that concern me. Well, with this Martin Perez rotation spot, but <laughs> Devin Smeltzer, especially if you can get you him against. Uh, what well, do you do with with the spot? Because we now have an extended period of uh, subpar pitching that you can't ignore. Yeah, from you Martin can't. Perez, you can't. And well, we'll see if he's hurt. 
or anything like that after the game. That was an intentional was clearing of my What do you throat. think could happen, Derek? I'm just saying it's possible that he is pitching Are you through some he kind could of discomfort. Slip in the shower? Well, it could be anywhere. He Are could you be getting massaged. Have a, a hangnail of some sort? A callus? Anything is possible. I'm just saying, you know. Credit to him for writing the ship and getting that triple play. But do you want another start like that out of Martin Perez? And here's why I don't think it's going to happen in the short term. Yep. You got the Bravos today. And then we've talked a little bit about this series coming up, the Cleveland Indians, four games at Target Field. So you're going to use your other four starters there, including, I would think, even though they haven't announced anything, Devin Smeltzer makes one of those starts against the Indians. Then Monday after that series, you've yep. got an off day. What a convenient time to potentially skip a spot in the rotation. Currently occupied by one Martin Perez. Going into today, Martin Perez, last five starts, boys. Yeah. ERA of six, uh, opponent batting average against of 306. And the starters for the Cleveland uh, series actually were announced, I guess, today. It's Gibson Clevenger on Thursday, Smeltzer against Bieber oh, on Friday. That. Ooh, that'll be a fun one. Odo against Adam, uh, is it Plutko on Plutko, yeah. Saturday? And then Barrios against Aaron Savale on Sunday. That'll be just such a fun series. And I, I just hope Barrios. I can't wait. I hope he pitches well so people can calm down. Yeah. That one. Right. I am the first. Am I not Mr. Panic? Am I not the first one to oh, say yeah, you were no, coined you Mr. The, Panic? I, I coined the term human white flag earlier. Derek had never heard that before. You're the human panic button. Okay. I appreciate that. This is, you're even, you're this even is the Jen Zolgat right sound right I appreciate here. all of that, and and I don't dispute that, and I'm proud of that. But but the Barrios <laughs> but honest to God the Barrios thing the Barrios thing last night okay if we have three of those I'm with you I'm worried and I understand the fact that that he's not among that elite what eight guy group of true aces sure. like it's a very small group sure. right Derek yeah it's a very small group okay I get it I, I think he is going to be in that group someday. And there's no question that, that he is the Twins' ace, or if you don't want to use the term ace, number one pitcher now. But my God, folks, he had a bad, he had a really bad start, and I think he got left in too long. But if you look at the body of work from 2019, there is nothing that justified the amount of angst that I saw it. about that start but last night. Take it. You put out a poll yesterday at Jay Zolgad, and it was pretty good though. And you said, seeing Twins fans on Twitter tonight saying Jose Barrios is not an ace. Yes, he's struggling, but I do believe he is their ace this season and is on his way to becoming a big league ace, in parentheses, elite pitcher. Do you agree? 81% said Barrios is an ace. Only 19% said he is not. And the 19% just need to calm down a little bit. And I'm telling you three votes. That you got. I'm sorry, how many again? 2,703 votes. Guy's that's got, a lot of votes guy's, on Twitter. guy's got a lot of friends. I'm going to tell wow, you that right geez, now. Jeez, that's some sway. And a lot of, of people like actively caring about this to lean in and vote. A lot of friends out All there. All right. But I'm just, but I, Get listen. Get out the Twitter vote, Listen, I'm more than willing to panic and sound the alarm, but in this case, I did, let's just calm What's down. What's the error rate on those polls? Like, you got to have 10% of people that you just throw out, right? In the positive or the negative? Why? I, like, in any Twitter Russians? poll. <laughs> I'm not throwing out the Russians. The Russian they voted. Hackers. The Russian hackers, man. They love Burrios, okay? I'm not, t- I'm not taking that to 71% because we're going to throw out the 10% of the Russians that voted. Leave them alone. I was going to throw out the other 10%, but oh, okay. that's okay. okay. I like your idea better. I went to Judd's account to find that poll. You have no banner photo up. Just the profile photo. Judd. Right? What? Let's get you a Score North banner photo. That banner photo, or that that lack of one, the last time that got touched... 
as far as the photos go, I think was the day I started in 2011. <laughs> now I've updated, you know I've updated the, story, the, right? the, the text for yeah. the shows. I've That's updated right. that, but I haven't updated anything. You else. know the story about the Twitter account. What? No, oh, you'll, you'll have to tell that sometime, Judd. Oh, the Star Tribune? No, it's not that interesting. I'll tell you a, off the air. It's a good story for Mackie and Judd with Rami, I think. Tell me off the air. Or yeah. tell me on Mackie and Judd with Rami. It's a long afternoon. time. It's a long time ago. And weekday afternoons. Four hey, it's six. still 6 nothing. Here on You see, on. this is a winnable game. Yeah, absolutely. This is a winnable if I you stem so. if you stop the bleeding six runs against a team with against, this offense. Yes, yeah, you can win this game. And I fu- I'm not counting the Twins out. And until it was um, until it was about six or seven rip last night, I thought to myself, you can still win this game. And yeah. then Brio stayed in, and it got progressively worse. Yeah, I think he gave up nine runs. This offense is I don't want to say never out of it, but rarely out of a baseball game. If you can stop the bleeding, like like they seem to have done, and Martin Perez is still in the game, good on him. But if you can stop the what's bleeding, this, what's the pitch count at? This um, offense 70, can always come 76. back. And it won't matter. At least he got he hit fast for two more weeks. At least he got hit fast. You guys know this team is closing in on a couple of home run records. Really, we've well, talked about like the regular me. season. There there are a couple that are. Uh, Pretty interesting in terms of what the Twins are doing with their Bomba Bats. Want to tell us about that after a break? I would love nothing more than to tell you about it after a break, Ronnie. On the Score North First Place Twins Show, live from Bomba Soda, the land of 10,000 ranks. Magic number is 47. Derek's got record-breaking numbers for you. I'm Rami. There's Judd Manny. Other side of the glass. We're on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. Go north, young man or woman. If you want to go together, we'll pay for it. Score North. Scorenorth.com. And it is uh, Score North download time. It's 144 Manny Hill here with you. And this download is brought to you by Robert W. Baird and Company. And first off, I have to thank Paul Black, engineer here at Score North, for giving me a nice little off-the-air laugh uh, as we come back from break here. Uh, the Score North download does uh, consist of this, though. Is Jose Barrios an ace for the Minnesota Twins? Tweet us at Score North, S-K-O-R North. Let us know. Tweet us at Judge Zolgad, at Derek Wetmore, at Rami is tweeting. You can tweet me at Manny Hill84. Give us your thoughts. Is Jose Barrios an ace? That is uh, a hot topic being debated throughout the internet today. So uh, let us know what you think as we return for one final segment of the Score North First Place Twin Show. Live from Bomba Soda, the land of 10,000 ranks where the magic number is 47. I'm Rami Makloff along with Derek Wetmore, Judd Zolgad. You can uh, find both these gentlemen's written word and thoughts on the Minnesota Twins at scorenorth.com. I see Judd uh, has his tidbits up on the internet right now at scorenorth.com and on the Score North mobile app, which is your one-stop shop for all written content from scorenorth.com. Indeed, I wrote about the uh, the rough real start last night and also the incredible season of Nelson Cruz, which is just off the charts. I thought Twins Tidbits wrote about that. Well, I helped him last night. Oh, okay. You he went out kinda... in the crowd and started drinking. And Naturally. Came back, and I'm like, I'll take the clubhouse tidbits. <laughs> a couple of surly extra smell... citrus out oh, there. Oh, now he had a couple of mixed drinks in the Legends Club. He's got the act. The worst thing they did was they gave tidbits a press pass. And so oh, no. he just abuses it Why throughout Target Field. And I said, tidbits, I'll go downstairs and talk to I'll players. I'll pull some quotes for and you. And I'll give uh, you the temperature of before, the room. Before you get to, to your stat, can I give you guys a, a, a brief thing that yeah, bugged me last night and it's a it's probably on the Rami commissioner platform mm-hmm. here and I talked to Rocco about this after the game and he even he said he did not know that this was a rule and just talking about pace of play it, it amazes me when he was going to give Barrios the hook last night 
there was a play that was going to be reviewed, okay? So Rocco comes out to take out Barrios, and then the umpires gather and like, no, 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 we're going to review this, and told Rocco, you can't make the pitching change. In other words, you can't bring in the guy to throw up, to throw up, to throw his warm-up pitches. I want to puke. To throw up his warm-up pitches from the bullpen until the review is done. And Baldelli's like, I'm not saying that that's, you know, they, they told me that. That's fine. I'm not criticizing it. And I said, no, but Rocco pays a play here, right? Like we're always talking about it. Like, why on earth couldn't you bring in the reliever to throw warm-up pitches? And, and in fact, I don't think a, a review requires all umpires to gather. So if you say, well, we got to make sure he throws his, his allotment of warm-up pitches and not more than that. You know, you'd say, okay, that's fine. Have the umpire who's not in that con- uh, conversation, you know, say right. eight pitches and you're done. But think about that. It's so dumb. Rami, think about I, that. I, I don't, I don't. Like, who I, wrote what, that rule? I, what, what, I don't know. We're what, talking about warm-up I mean, pitches. Yeah. But so it's stupid. just, but it just goes with the narrative that we've been talking about now for a long time on this show of, like, the things that baseball could just so easily oh, fix. Oh, Judd, first, you need a universal DH. And then you need to make a rule where pitchers have to pitch to three batters unless it's the end of an end. These are all more important okay. than things that actually I don't mind would the- <laughs> improve and make the game faster. I, don't, oh, I see what I don't, I don't mind the new ideas, but you but you are right. It's like clean up your own rules first. Like before you put more rules in. Anyway, it's just no. I was it watching struck the me game. as being so stupid that people are sitting there. Rocco, I, don't think, I don't think Rocco Baldelli knew that. No, he didn't. He told me flat out, I didn't. I because I said. Are you telling me Do you know you why? Because go out there? Rocco Baldelli was using common sense. Well, and Rocco, something that doesn't exist in the commissioner's office nine times out of ten. And then Rocco had to stand there like a school child waiting for permission to right. cross the line so to go signal to his bullpen, which already knew. I'm just, it's such a simple little thing. I was watching the game anyway. in the stands. Uh, there was a nice little family value section involved at one point during the game. But I was watching it with a buddy of mine, and uh, the mountain visits thing came up. On the scoreboard, oh, yeah. he said, "Oh yeah, that's interesting. Like when we were kids, we didn't have that on the scoreboard. What what do you think is next?" He I just chit chatting. What do you, what do you think is the next pace of play thing that they're gonna do? And I said, "I don't know what they're gonna do. I, I've given up trying to guess what Rob Manfred has in his head, other than winning labor wars and, uh, and that's why he's pretending there. like he cares about kids liking baseball." Yeah. But I I said, if it was me, I would change the way you do pitching changes. Not the, okay, oh, well, Wes Johnson's got to walk out to the mound and talk about, hey, remember when we said throw your fastball for strikes? Pat him on the butt. Throw your fastball for strikes. And then goes back to the dugout while he walks the next guy. So now Rocco's got to walk out all slow, looking kind of sad with his head down, take the ball from the guy, say, nice job, kid, even if it's a lie and he didn't. And then call into the reliever that's standing out there. Now he's got to jog in or walk in. He gets eight pitches on the big league mound because it's drastically different from the mound that's out there in the bullpens that he was just fully warmed up on. Yeah, you're right. I'm and then we get a quick, uh, hey, there's a TV break opportunity here, so we'll take a quick 2.30, yep. come back to this, and then a 30-second clock to get started. Yep. Pace of play, my buns, if that's how you do pitching changes. I said, if you're going to change something, and again, they're not going to listen to us on the Score North First Place Twin Show, but we can make recommendations. Just bring somebody in. Do it like a video game. Mm-hmm. We'll just oh, signal, we're going to change right? this guy. He wants. We want him to face the hitter who's on deck. Okay, Tyler Duffy, be standing on the mound and ready to go in the next 30 seconds. Just signal for him to come in. Like, you don't need to go get him. And you'll love this. My we'll buddy goes, do you think out. they'll ever drive him in on bullpen carts? 
Hey, Perk and I were on that for <laughs> a long time. And the closer, so. the closer, the Saints games, the All Star closer for the Twins was really into that idea, and they wouldn't budge on it. Really? And now in Arizona, they've got it, and almost nobody will ride the damn card in. Because they don't want to be the guy that rides the I tell them you have no choice. You have to ride the card. Put it in your contract. No, I would just say no. I would say league rule. You have to ride the... You know what? I'd pass that rule. Maybe that's why they DFA'd Greg Holland. He said no thanks to riding in on the bullpen (laughs) card. Yeah, man. I'm sorry. Go back to your home run point. It just drove me crazy. It was was small, but stupid. Yeah, I was surprised to see this. Uh, Do you guys see the note? Well, we've been tracking this on the Score on First Place Twins show for a while, that the Twins as a team have hit 223 Bombas. I looked over my right shoulder to see if on the TV if they'd hit another one while I was... CJ Cohen just struck out, so you're safe. So... 223 as a team. Amazing! I don't care if it's a juicy baseball. Doesn't matter. This is an incredibly powerful collection of hitters. More powerful than other collections of hitters hitting with the same juicy baseball. So I don't care. Miss me with that. 223 is too shy of a Twins franchise record. 225 team home runs, which in what year, Judd? 1963. They they passed the 64 team last night for second place on the all-time list, and now they're two behind tying the 1963 team. I think, you know, I'm not a mathematician, but I think with 223 home runs on the year and, oh, only seven weeks to go in the regular season, I like their odds of hitting two more Bombas the rest of the way. You think they'll hit two more? And then we're also tracking, of course, the Yankees record, you know, 267 as a team home run. Toast as well. Set, Set way, way back in Yankees history in 2018 for mm-hmm. most team home runs. That was runs. Ruth and Garrig, right? I, I, and Dickey. And, I don't remember if they were okay. on the team. Maybe waiver wire guys, but the, the big ones were John Carlos <laughs> Stanton. Ruth got put through the process. Aaron, I know Aaron that. Judge. Yeah, yep. you've heard of those guys. Yep. Uh, another Yankee stat that I did not know that the Twins were chasing. Speaking of those old-timers you just brought up, Judd, this, your 1927 murderer's row Yankees are in trouble here with this stat. Yeah, let's hear it. Buster Olney tweeted um, yesterday, it looks like, and he says, per Elias Sports, and he got this, what, from uh, Sarah Lang, I believe. Sarah Langs, I'm sorry. On Twitter, the Twins were at a plus 80 home run differential. Okay, so home runs hit versus home runs allowed on the season. I just crunched some numbers after last night's game. They are now a plus 82, actually, so the tweet's a little bit outdated. But Buster goes on to point out that the Twins were then on pace to finish at plus 115 for the season. Do you know the all-time record for home run differential? I already gave you the team in the year. Yankees last year? <laughs> so, no, sorry. 1927 oh, Yankees. 27 Yankees? Murderer's Row. They weren't playing with juicy baseballs, but they could hit them a long way. Plus 116 for the season in 1927s did the New York Yankees. They hit 158 that year and allowed only 42 bombas all year. So what you're trying to uh, tell us is that Martin Perez immediately has to be removed from the rotation so that the Twins do continue to have a chance at this record. I, I mean, anyone who gives up bombas is is in jeopardy now. Because you've got two tandem goals if you're the Twins. Host playoff games at Target Field yep. and beat the 1927 Yankees in a home run record. Because that's huge. Important for Huge. historical significance, we will yes. never forget. One last thing. Did, did you guys realize that after last night, Nelson Cruz now, since the All-Star break, has 16 home runs and 30 <laughs> RBIs? He had 16 home runs. So, so he's at 32 home runs right now. He had 16 home runs going into the All-Star game, 
And since the All Star game, played what July 9th in I, Cleveland. Yeah, I feel like that was a month ago. He has. It six, was about a month ago. Yeah, <laughs> he has 16 home runs. Uh, that's pretty. What? Good. Yes, I know. Mm-hmm. I I looked in the game notes last night to confirm this. That's pretty good. He had going into last night's game. 14 home runs and 26 RBIs since the All-Star break. He had two more home runs last night, drove in four. He's at 16 and 30. He has as many post-All-Star game home runs as he did before the All-Star game. Oh, my God. That's amazing. I know. Off the charts. That's insane. He turned 39 on July 1st, too, just to put this into context. I mean, I, too, have as many pre-All-Star break home runs as post, but unlike Nelson Cruz, I didn't hit any before the break. But you should because you're young. (laughs) Nelson Cruz is not. He needs lots of naps. Amazing. The power of sleep on that guy's swing. Because he is just, and I heard Patrick saying this the other day, I think it was on Unchained with you, Judd. Yep. There are golfers who today take advantage of the new gear. I think it was Ricky Fowler. Yeah, he was. Yep, that's what he talked about. Nelson Cruz is taking full advantage of the juicy baseball. But when we talked about this winter. And of the nap room. And the nap room. Yeah. (laughs) Modern amenities. I wonder what he sleeps on. Probably, uh, you know. One of those my pillows. Oh, I guess the new Giza sheets. Maybe a body pillow. That'd be a heck of an endorsement if they Mm -hmm. could get Nelson. I mean, I love you, Rami, but if they could get Nelson Cruz, big name. I started sleeping on a my pillow after the All Star break, and I have sixteen home runs. (laughs) What have you done since the All Star break? Deals right now. If you go to mypillow.com, use the promo code. Since the All Star break, I've like reorganized my room a little bit. It's still not clean. Uh-huh. Done some laundry, and I did the dishes once or twice. So wow. There. How about that? I Take cleaned that. my computer last night. Take that, Nelson Cruz. Post-All-Star break, I cleaned up my computer with a little wet nap you thing. You wiped it down? Yeah. Nice. I went out and bought a, uh, a little you guys thing are to do it with. Really getting stuff done. Take that, Nelson Cruz. Yeah, proud take of, that, you and your naps. Proud of my team. See you guys. Derek Wetmore, Judd Zolgad, Manny Hill. I'm Robbie Makloff. This has been the Score North First Place Twins Show. Tomorrow at noon, our live taping of the Glenn Perkins on Baseball Show from yesterday at Modest Brewing. Thanks to everybody who came out to that. Thanks to everybody for listening on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app.